everybody. This is Kathy. We are going to talk about last week, and we're going to talk about the investigation that we did on um, last Friday, which was Friday the 6th of, uh, of September. So to give you guys an idea, virtually no time goes by in the Paranormal Museum without us having activity. There's not a week that goes by that we don't have reports of activity, that we don't experience something, that we don't hear something, that we don't see something, that someone doesn't get touched. And it's not just us, it's often people who are visiting who, honestly, they're not here that long. I mean, the odds of you having an experience in a haunted location when you're only in it for an hour is very slim. And yet it happens time and time again here. Now, the four people sitting at this table spend between, you know, 10 and 50 hours a week here. You know, um, I spent 50 hours the last three days here. Um, and I can tell you it was quiet. It was not, it was not what it has been in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because we had the investigation on Friday night. So leading up, we, we generally don't investigate here ourselves because we are the clients usually. Um, and, and, but we had enough experiences in the last, I would say five to six weeks that everybody was coming to me saying, you know, it's just been crazy in here that I thought, you know, maybe we should investigate it ourselves mm -hmm. and get to the bottom of it. So um, I'm going to give a list of the people who were present, most of whom are here right now. But we had myself, my name is Kathy Kelly. We had Joe Rossiti, who's been with us for almost 10 years. We had Heather, blah, 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 blah a million last names. What is your last name? Deloro. Okay, well, what's the other part of it? You have a oh, my maiden name was Donaldson. Okay, so, yeah. you hyphenate, so it's like a, it's like a, a million names. Yeah. So and then we had uh, T.J. Hardy. Um, we had Lisa. I, I can't remember her last name for the life of me right now. So we go Lisa. <laughs> um, and we had Matt, who was brand new. We also had Christina Heiner, who's been with us for three or four years at this point. Um, both Lisa and Matt are brand spanking new. I don't even think Lisa has an interest in the subject matter, but mm -hmm. Matt really, really does. And so um, we decided to, to what most people have experiences, they have experiences on the first or the third floor, but what they're hearing is happening in the second floor. So that's the dilemma. Is the phenomena on the second floor? Or is the phenomena us hearing things and thinking it's on the second floor? So we split everybody up. Um, we had two people in the basement because there's a lot of activity in the basement. And we had two people on the first floor, no one in the museum, and three of us up here on the third floor. We did that for about 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to ask the two gentlemen who are on, in the basement and on the first floor. TJ, tell me what you guys experienced while you were on the first floor. In the beginning, it was a bit quiet. It's like they were getting used to us. I was with Matt, the new member of the group. Um, and for a while, we heard the footsteps going back and forth. And where were the footsteps, above you? At first, they were actually, we were standing in the front of the shop. So they were actually coming from about 30 feet back towards the middle of the shop. Yeah, but on the first floor or the second floor? At first, we thought they were coming from the back of the shop. And then it, we realized as we walked forward to the back of the shop, it was, it was coming from above. Okay. And how about you, Joe, when you were in the basement? Well, I was with uh, Lisa in the basement, and 
me and her were just having a conversation and we had our um the recorder out and we also had our ghost meter on the floor mm-hmm. and that as we're using our just conversation going it just decided to light up on us and, and beep and mm-hmm. um then we stop what we're doing and we're just like act, then we then that's when we start asking questions and trying to get it to do whatever whatever is doing it we ask it to light it up again we you know just and then um then we filmed it and i also would move i would move it around to see if i if we're catching something different mm-hmm. but i want to make sure you know exactly what it is and then i would put it somewhere else but were you having any additional phenomena from just from that just that you know, so, you, yeah. so in other words you had an ems spike you, you had a little yeah. blip right i don't heather i don't think we had anything happen up here no there were some bangs and bumps here and there but you know those could be coming from anywhere right we couldn't pinpoint them right so. and we we were we were very, we were having great conversation and we were enjoying ourselves and um and i you know i mean that's what you you have to kind of replicate the experiences that or you have to replicate what people are doing when they're having the experiences Everything changed when we went to the second floor, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything changed when we got down to um, where the artifacts actually are. And Heather, I would love to hear your, you know, your interpretation of what happened, um, because I know what I, I. I mean, I mean, listen. Whenever you have things that you're able to record on some kind of device. Mm-hmm. It's always a little bit exciting because you know I'm going to get to relive this. But you also have to be present in the moment of it. And for me, we sat down there for a while, and it didn't feel like much was happening. You didn't no. feel the excitement of it, right? So we had started out with um, doing some voice work on the uh, using the spirit box, um, which is a very questionable, I mean, let's be honest, it's a very questionable interpretive piece of equipment, but we had decided to put Matt in there because he's utterly new and knows nothing about the, the artifacts of the museum. So he couldn't answer sympathetically, even if it was by accident, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we got zilch from him, no. right? Except for one, uh, Richard? Was yeah, that, yeah, Richard. Right? Richard one was name, me. It was Richard. We got zilch from him. Who went next? Christina. Yeah. Was she, did she actually go? Was she the one that went next? Or was uh, it I, you? It was I, you. I just. No, it was Joe. I went and I, I didn't pick. I mean, I, there was a lot of stuff going on, but I couldn't get a word out of it, no. Right. Okay. And then Christina. And the, and the thing is, I feel like you do need a little bit of training to be able. And part of it is mm. you need training to be willing to just shout out answers. Now, Christina's answers were pertinent to some of the questions that we were asking from time to time. Um, from time to time. Yeah. It wasn't direct. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I have to say, um, it sounded like she was listening to ESPN. I mean, it didn't it did. sound... You know, Tom Brady, Tom yeah. Brady, he made his appearance. You know. <laughs> some of the stuff was very pertinent, though, because yeah. she did... She got a fire. Mm-hmm. She got two names that do relate to artifacts donated to us by people who were in a fire. You know what I mean? She talked about um, 
a university or college, I think she, she talked about, which is where they came from. I mean, if I was cherry picking and I, and, and, and I looked at, and she said a hundred things, you know, 30 of them were pertinent to the artifacts in the museum. That's pretty impressive, right? I mean, it's not like yeah. you said, you know, how many people are in here? And she said purple. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there were some things that were really compelling. Yeah. But, and now I'm going to actually let you talk, Heather. We <laughs> did have something that was very compelling. We did. Um, so when we busted out the SLS camera, that was pretty much a game changer from that point on. Um, and we... Caught some pretty interesting stuff over by the library that was referenced in the Spirit right. Box session, which was pretty cool, I thought. Um, we also got some pretty good cold spots mm-hmm. around that area as well. Um, I know that we had the EMF out, right. but I feel like we were getting mixed well, from course, the air conditioner. But what we caught on the SLS was is pretty compelling i think um we caught what looked like a person sitting at the desk Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and that's exactly what it looked like so let me ask you guys something were you surprised at where we caught evidence yes where did you think we were going to catch evidence i thought we were going to catch it either by the cauldron right or the couch right or the dolls i mean i think you know i think based on where people have experiences the cauldron, 100%, I would have expected there to be activity. 100%, I would have expected there to be activity around the dolls. The couch, not so much, because I don't actually think the couch is haunted. I think the couch is, um, has some kind of a, some kind of a imprint on it. And I think mm-hmm. it's an emotional imprint of the man who had the experience. I think he constantly was thinking about, uh, you know, slavery and, and saving slaves, that it imprinted itself upon him, which is why I find it to be I find it to be the most inspiring artifact that we have in the museum because it's so it's so um, supports the idea that what we say and think lasts and matters and I find it really compelling. The dolls because we've gotten activity there before and because people react to them so vehemently and so viscerally. I mean, you can see people when when Missy is on her game, people are afraid of her. It's not just, you know, they're unnerved by her. They feel sick to their stomach. But the cauldron, I mean, I don't think there's one person at this table doesn't think that there's a you know what I mean? Like, even, even when you're skeptical, even when you're like, I don't believe everything, you're like, but I'm not saying that she's not there, you know? <laughs> um, the last thing I think I, the last place I expected to have the consistent and honestly remarkable evidence that we caught was in the library. Hmm. And yet, I, I think I said this to you the other day, Heather, that it's my favorite thing that we mm-hmm. have here. Because yeah. it's so lovely and so like and the story's horrific you know yes. the story's horrific but the people that were responsible for the collection were incredibly decent good and, and community people and um, I have to say like I thought it was a great investigation you know yeah. I mean it really showed that we have rust on the wheels though that we need to get off as far as how we investigate um, we also did some scrying yeah. yeah so we scried into a Infinity Mirror. Um, did you try that? Did you? No, I didn't. No, I not, did. 
No. You did, you did. And Christina did. Christina got John and she got, yeah. I had a weird experience there as well, but I tend to, it takes very little for me to kind of go, you know, weird. Um, <laughs> I thought that was compelling too, though, that, mm-hmm. that we yeah. had, that we connected with someone for uh, Lisa. Um, especially since I don't think any of us know Lisa's history. No. Um, it's, well, you got me with the um, Grateful Dead because she brought that up to me when we were in the basement. She oh. said she was telling me a story. About oh, right. And I didn't, I don't know why I said that, but she was like jamming out to it or something. And then and then the Paul and um, Claudia. There is something strange though about Paul. Paul comes up in a lot of our sessions, and I realized after that that Paul is the name of the person that donated the cauldron. Oh. And so it consistently comes up, and now I, I'm wondering if perhaps it's not is related to that. Is he still living? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, and I'm friends with him on Facebook. Okay. He does okay. check in from time to time. Mm. I don't know. There's certain things I don't want to say about. Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't know that he's interested. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just been, when you question whether or not you believe something, if you're unwilling to say something in front of mm-hmm. the air, it means yeah. you believe. Right. Um, so, you know, I mean, you guys are obviously all, um, if not believers, then certainly open-minded skeptics. Certainly people who, like, I, I'm, I'm, I consider myself to be a very skeptical person, although I'm sure there are a lot of people who don't. But I don't think skepticism is scoffing. You know, skepticism is having an open mind and allowing the evidence to lead you where it's going to lead you. Now, other people can say, well, that's not empirical evidence. You know what? I'm not a scientist, and I don't claim to be a scientist. And so when I'm pursuing this, I'm pursuing this for my own personal edification, and I'm pursuing this for my own personal needs. And that means that I have what's called the head-to-pillow test. If I can put my head-to-pillow every night and be comfortable with what I did and feel like i satisfied with whatever my personal, personal and ethical requirements are, I'm good with that. I don't need to submit it to the Harvard Law Review. Um, and anyone who thinks that, that that's our... That's the minimum of what we do here. You know, go watch another podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, go, you know, go scratch, as my mother would say. Um, <laughs> which is not to say that you don't have a right to also feel that way if you're that person. But don't scoff at me because I'm willing to accept what my conscience tells me and what my heart and my experience tell me is true. Um, I think we experience something strange down there. I think we experience strange things all the time. Does that mean I know their origin? No. It means that I'm willing to jump to this interpretation and accept it. Um, and honestly, it changes. There's, a, there's a, a many artifacts that I thought were one thing when I got them that I don't think are that anymore. Um, I thought Alice was a haunted doll when she arrived. I don't think that anymore. Um, I, thought Ky- I thought Kyle was a... Um, like a decoration. Um, I'm sorry, I just freaked you out because something yeah, caught my eye. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> I thought Kyle was a decoration. I don't think that anymore. Um, I thought the cauldron was an awesome piece of history. I still think it's an awesome piece of history. I just think it's a whole lot more than that also. Um, so, you know, that's, these things are all the origins of their own story. You know, and their and the origins of their of their story with us. But it's not as if their story ends just because they're here in the paranormal museum. 
we're still paying attention to them. We're still cataloging the experiences that they're having and that people are having around them. And of course, now more than ever, we have visitors that are constantly interacting with them. So, you know, I hope we get more visitors to come and I, I hope that they come and when they have an experience, they share it with us and it allows us to then share it with people on our podcast. You have been listening to a special spirit board session of Paranormal Tales from the Tower. Please visit us at www.paranormalbooksnj.com or hit us up at social media on Instagram at The Paranormal Museum, on Facebook at Paranormal NJ, or on Twitter at Paranormal NJ. You can also reach out to us via email, info at paranormalbooksnj.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Please let me know what you'd like to talk about. Please let me know what you'd like to hear about. Take care.